Desdemona George, and this is Dragon Cove Deep Dive. It's where I take a look at what's hot and what's not in our bustling little hamlet. It's been six months since the Guardians and their giant robot protected Dragon Cove from a massive mechanical cyclops and a giant monster. Now, everyone loves them for saving the day, but did they really have to destroy most of Third Street? My backup salon and fourth favorite pizza place were destroyed while the eyesore that is the Carl Dutton Memorial Library still stands? How is that fair? For better or for worse, Dragon Cove has fully embraced the weirdness that has become a factor in our day-to-day -day lives. When you live under a constant threat of monster attack, it makes it easier to fly your freak flag. Tours to the lizard people hotspots and ridiculous Dinotopia Adventure Park are just the tip of the iceberg. My quaint little slice of heaven is now a haven to the absurd. Later that night, Johnny Dakota's food truck sits alone in the visually packed parking lot, except for Reginald's Porsche. The pristine and pink car is an odd juxtaposition to the weathered and oft-repainted food truck. I still don't see why I can't work the window. Working the window requires a certain laid-back mentality that one doesn't get overnight. I told you, once your aura is the right vibe, you'll be ready to shred the big wave again. Come on, I'm tired of cleaning dishes. My young Barney, the last time you manned the window, your vibes were nothing short of heinous. You made that little Grom cry. He wanted a vanilla ice cream sandwich. Who chooses vanilla when we got 47 other choice? The sweet dreams are made of these truck is not an aggro place. Our job is to make the customers stoked no matter what their choice. Fine. I'll let people make their stupid and wrong choices. The thought is good, but you're still mullering the vibe. Don't worry, you'll get there. Hasta mañana, muchacho. Instead of collecting the last few chairs outside his truck, Johnny sets up a small group of six chairs. Once the chairs are placed in a semicircle, each with a bowl of ice cream, 
He pulls a small black device from his pocket and presses a few buttons. Righteous, the doohickey worked. Stepping out of the portal are Benny, Scarlet, Jay, Hanuel, and Gwen. Johnny moves forward to get the young heroes, but stops in his tracks as two additional figures step out of the portal. Dressed in a bomber jacket and jeans, the blue-skinned Pan Vahan is quickly followed by the reptilian scientist Erailed. Wearing a trench coat and fedora, Erailed quickly moves to Jay's side. Don't freak, Johnny. These are new friends. This is... I'm going to stop you right there. Let me grab two more chairs. Do y'all dig ice cream? I got 47 flavors. Do you have any Rocky Road? You and I are going to get along just fine, my Azul amigo. <laughs> all right, so stop me if I get any of this wrong. You all were gifted technology from an alien race and now use it to fight a secret dinosaur army from the center of the Earth. Yes. And the big metal bad guy you fought for almost a year is now your blue-skinned mentor. Yep. And the feathery dino in the back is an evil... Uh, misunderstood. Misunderstood scientist who used to make monsters and is now Jay's best friend. Right. Nice to make your acquaintance. And the formerly bad guy's boss is on his way to the surface to take over the world. That is unfortunately true. And the villain turned mentor's former employee may be on the way to repossess your tech and possibly take over the world? Got it in one try. <laughs> oh, this definitely calls for another bull. I'll be right back. Johnny is exactly as you described him. He seems to be quite the unique specimen. I know we're all friends now, but that still sounded a little creepy. I shall work on lowering the creepiness, Hanwell. So, Pan, how are the spaceship repairs coming? I still have dibs on flying it, right? As I've told you every day since the source restored my body, Benny, if we get my craft back to space, I'll let you fly it. Hey, it's not if we fix it, but when. Errold and I have a plan to get all structural issues solved in the next week or so. The energy reserves are still an issue. Short of a nuclear reactor, I, I don't know what we can use to fully power it. Why are you so focused on leaving Earth? From what you've told us about the Praetorian Guard, they've taken over most of the universe. We have a fight here that we can actually win and can use help with. I have to try to find out what happened to Ciel Genie. Weren't you buried for a millennia? Best case scenario, you're going to be hunting for a skeleton. What? They're going to run off and we can use all the help we can get. I'm all for them finding her, but we just need to make sure that Earth is safe first. We can't dictate what Pan does. They've only been themselves the last few months. Us forcing them to fight is no better than Tyrik Murr. For the first time since my consciousness was placed in that metal shell, I can control my destiny, but it does not mean I am shying away from fate. Destiny is nothing but the opportunity to turn right or left, but fate is a one-way street. I believe we all have the choice as to whether we fulfill our destiny, but my fate is sealed. 
I will end the reign of the Guardians. I commend you, Hobbit, Panvahan, and your commitment to your goal. And speaking of which, could one of you ask the Guardian Administrative and Interactive Assistance to open a portal? I must check on my dear sister. How's she doing? I know she tried to kill us, but I always thought she was pretty badass. She still has not awoken from her coma-like state after you were able to drain her of the energy she absorbed. I will pass on your sentiments, though. Gaia, Errol needs a portal home. Oh, uh, are we still on for breakfast brainstorming session? Undoubtedly, you will be bringing more of those breakfast burritos you brought last time. They were simply divine. <laughs> Will do. You know, Harold, I'd love to pick your noggin and see if there are some dino recipes that I could... Where did our Yoshi go? He needed to go check on his sister. The one that was a mega kaiju that you fought and is now in Comatown? Yeah, I- I've run literally every test I can think of, and I have no clue why she isn't awake. I, I think it's starting to wear on Harold. Let's plan something to take his mind off things. How do we cheer up a dinosaur? I don't think I've ever known Harold to have fun. He's always been just so serious. We can come up with a plan after our training session tomorrow. Tomorrow? It's Sunday. We're getting into the Shining territory. The Shining? All work and no play makes Scarlet a moody teen. Don't you have a water polo tournament tomorrow? I'll go after. That doesn't seem to be the best use of your energy. Your team would expect you to be at 100%. Gwen, you know I love you. But I'm going to use my veto for tomorrow. We're all going to watch you kick butt in the water, then we'll come up with a reasonable training schedule. Hexatar Obliterus limps slowly out of the cave he and the surviving dino riders have been living out of since they were defeated by Hera and Erailed. The wounded Triceraton nurses the massive chest wound that he received from Hera. Two nervous dinosaurs creep forward, each clutching an oversized, greasy bag. <sighs> Please tell Haxatar that you have found some useful information about the Guardian's whereabouts. Trichmur will have yours and Haxatar's heads if we have nothing for them. Unfortunately, the Guardians still remain elusive. We are able to procure more of these cheesy burgers and Frenchy fries that you enjoyed. At least you're not totally useless. Funny, I remember saying the same thing about you. Bubbling up from the soil is dark, viscous liquid. Quickly taking the form of a bipedal humanoid, the water shell drops away to reveal the drowned duke. 
The lanky and regal form of the aquatic wizard strides arrogantly forward and stands in front of the impressive stature of Haxitar. The two figures stare wordlessly at each other before the drowned duke turns away, his long cape flowing behind as he steps out of the cave. Seeing you like this, wounded and scrounging for scraps, reminds me of the last time you guaranteed that you would eliminate that oafish header. At least this time she didn't cut a piece of you off. She cheated again. Haxitar swears it. She injected herself with something her brother made. It gave her powers Haxitar had never seen before. The most honorable Hera cheated. That seems like a stretch. It's true. I saw it with my own eyes. Is that true? Did you know that water has memory? Let's see if you're not just lying to save Haxatar's hide. With a simple gesture, the drowned Duke pulls all the moisture from the struggling dino rider, leaving them a dried-out husk. The sorcerer peers deeply into a floating liquid sphere. So, it was telling the truth. How unlike Hera to stoop to such levels. Nevertheless, I can see that she left another mark on you. You, come here. Ripping all the water from the remaining Dino Rider, the drowned Duke approaches Haxatar with a glowing liquid orb. If you're going to serve the Dark Lord, you must be in pristine condition. Remember... I can tear you down as quickly as I healed you. Uh, of course, Duke. Ahem. Uh, my apologies, the drowned Duke. Was that so difficult? If we are to have an effective working relationship, it must be built on the foundation of respect. When will the Dark Lord arrive? Haxatar needs to show his worth. They will arrive when they choose. You know that their chrysalis is the most hallowed of occasions. These traitors and surface dwellers should consider themselves lucky that Tirechmir must exuviate their exoskeleton so they can be reborn more powerful than before. Why are they risking moving during the chrysalis? It is when they are at their most vulnerable. That arrogant fool, Erold sent information about an unknown energy source. Since that simpleton only concerns himself with his beloved science, he failed to see what he blindly stumbled upon. This energy, if tempered correctly, can enhance our Emperor's next evolution. So what is our plan? How do we get this energy? Haxatar has been looking for any sign of the Guardians. But Haxatar's scouts have found nothing. 
My aquifergy will do what the lizard's pitiful science could not. I will locate this wild magic and bend it to my will. On a quiet street in the Dragon Cove Industrial District, the Terra family station wagon idles outside Doc's salvage yard. Oh, Jellybean, I never was a fan of you hanging out at the junkyard. But now you're telling me that you're going under it? Mom, I've really got to go. The burritos are going to be cold. Are you certain this lab thing is really secure? You and the dinosaur could just meet in your nice safe lab that is above ground that your dad built for you. He's a dinosaur. Do you think the neighbors would be okay with the talking velociraptor hanging out in the backyard? Well, when you put it that way, why did your father and I agree to this? Didn't you say that he made the monster that almost destroyed the city? I said his sister was the monster. Though, granted, he, he did make the giant magma squid. Honey, that is not really strengthening your argument. He's my friend! He gets me like no one else does, and he's hurting. His sister won't wake up, and I think that I can help. I promise no plans of world domination or evil science shenanigans. I will be right back after jujitsu. The eccentric owner of the junkyard slides open a gate as Jay approaches. The wide-eyed inventor wipes his greasy hands on his coveralls and greets the incoming teenager with a broad smile. Is it time for another burrito brainstorm already? Yep, here's your vegan burrito. And my mum is actually trying a new vegan sausage recipe, so let me know what you think. Will do. I, hey, tell Harold that the repairs he finished, they, they were top notch. And he's good for another month. That I know, oh, that dino, he knows his way around a capacitor. <laughs> Still trying to puncture the old space-time continuum? Well, let me know if you need any help fitting it in your car. changes. The weary dinosaur scientist slowly turns away from his row of monitors to face his human friend. The reptilian scientist's face shows signs of fatigue as he gingerly gets up from his chair. <sighs> Alas, no. She still slumbers. Is that what I think it is? One meat cyclone burrito? Your mother truly is a wizard of meat, and I have met actual wizards. By chance, did she remember? One full bottle of volcano sauce? I am seriously impressed by your dinosaur taste buds. My dad uses this stuff to strip paint. This sauce reminds me of the meals my sister would prepare before she left for her campaigns. She would make this brontosaurus stew that she promised would still be fresh, no matter how long she was gone. 
I have a tendency to forget to eat when I'm entrenched in my academic pursuits. So she felt this way I would have food when I finally noticed my hunger. Oh, my mum is exactly the same way. I'll be working on something and realise that I haven't, like, eaten all day, and there will be a sandwich and a bottle of water just miraculously on my desk. Jay meticulously goes over the pair's notes while Erailed ravenously devours his first burrito. Before long, complex formulas fill various boards and the duo finds themselves arguing over the next course of action. I'm telling you, when engaged on an unconscious level, one can easily tap into 60 gigahertz beat frequency harmonics combined with total holistic resonant emanations to elicit interconnection with the universe. Holistic resonant emanations? Interconnection with the universe? I thought you were a scientist. A true scientist doesn't discount hypotheses without examination. We are dealing with an energy source that is mystical in nature. Magic is just science that hasn't been defined yet. We need to analyze anomalous power spikes in the dilithium pulse containment field. We've quadruple checked the dilithium pulse containment field. You are just afraid to explore something you are not an expert in. There is no field of science I am not an expert of. Gecko, you need to listen. What did you just say? I said you need to listen. The source and its energy have properties that defy conventional science. You didn't hear another voice a moment ago? Little Anyway, I... I have to go. My mum's jujitsu class ended uh, 15 minutes ago, and unless there was a line at the juice bar, she is probably already waiting for me. You didn't hear that. Errold, when was the last time you got any sleep? I don't know. Two or three of your service days, but that's not important. I don't need sleep, I need answers. I need to determine where this swamp of data hides the secret of awakening my sister. I'm not certain about dinosaur brains, but do you know what happens to my neuroreceptors when I don't get enough REM sleep? Impaired cognitive function. Correct. You are no good to your sister in this state. Get some rest. We will figure this out, I promise. A typical afternoon at one of Dragon Cove's many parks is well underway. Families fill the park playing games or simply lounging, enjoying the brisk afternoon air. Unbeknownst to the citizens, a mystical disturbance is about to occur. forms underneath a buzzing beehive. Excess ley line energy sparks and erupts from the recently formed crack. The wild mystical energy knocks the beehive from the tree and it falls into the dark fissure. 
Did you see that? Something shot out of the ground right over here. Dude, what are you talking about? Just find the frisbee. Something just shot out of the ground and you are worried about a 99 cent store frisbee. Do you forget where we live? Come on. Don't tell me you believe those stories of lizard people. Dude, we just saw a dinosaur at the zoo. How are lizard people a stretch? I told you that dinosaur was probably animatronic. There's no way they have an actual dinosaur. How gullible are you? The bickering citizens scatter as the ground in front of them erupts. Climbing from the rift is the mystically infused beehive. Pulsing with ley line energy, it grows from its small size to over two meters in size. The glowing mass suddenly sprouts arms and legs. Where is my queen? Where did you take her? Pouring from the mouth of the newly formed monster is a swarm of angry bees. Go! Go find our queen! Sitting at a secluded table near Johnny D's food truck, the quintet of Benny, Scarlet, Gwen, Hanuel, and Jay are in the midst of a heated debate. I'm telling you, Robocop can kick Terminator's ass seven days a week. Are you joking? Please tell me you're joking. Ugh, not this again. We've been kicked out of two blockbusters over this. I've already apologized for that, and I've promised to find a new video store. Jay, back me up on this one. There is no way they're going to pick a cyborg cop from Detroit over a robot from the future. Wow! Jay, no! We are talking Schwarzenegger at his finest versus Peter Weller in above-average cosplay. All I'm saying... Terminator took down the T-1000! Let them speak. Terminator is sent back to the past from the future, but that future is the year 2029. Robocop is set in Detroit in the year 2028. This means the technology would be on par with each other. I have to give the nod to Robocop because he still has a human brain, and that is the greatest computer ever. That's what I'm talking about. Robocop and his human brain for the win. High five me, Jay. Guardians, there's been a monster sighting at Dragon Cove Park. Is it more dinosaurs? No, this is something different. Well, that's just a little ominous. Is it like the Windigaro? A naturally occurring cryptid? I have never seen anything like this below the surface. I suggest taking extra precautions when engaging this creature. Leyline portal ready for transfer. Oh man, we just ordered our food! As the guardians disappear behind a pair of dumpsters, Reginald, awkwardly balancing a tray full of frozen desserts, approaches their now empty table. Alright, I've got uh, one take me home, Rocky Road, 
One smells like teen sprinkles. One hello dark chocolate, my old friend. One scoop, there it is. And a double, just another manic Sunday. I told Johnny that an ice cream... What the hell? Where are those freaks? Are those swarms of bees carrying people? That's definitely going in the nightmare file. That's really atypical behavior for bees. I honestly don't think it's physically possible for that to happen. So we're dealing with mystical bees. That should be interesting. Didn't Gaia say there was a monster? I'm sure the kidnapping swarms will lead the way. Remember what Pan said. We're dealing with the unknown. No unnecessary risk. You got it, Captain. Nothing but necessary risks will be taken. Guardians, engage! Storm, Sentinel. Druidic, Defender. Nova Knight. Pyre, Paladin. Hydro, Hoplite. Shouldn't we, I don't know, save these people? That is generally what we do in these situations. Once we see the monster, we'll get them free. They're taking them to a hole in the ground? I thought beehives were in trees. Interesting fact, not all bees live in hives like honeybees do. In fact, like 70% of all the 20,000 species of bees nest under the ground. The Guardians stealthily follow the unassuming swarms carrying the limp, unconscious citizens until they see a massive mound of dirt with a human-sized hole at the top. If a giant bee crawls out of that hole, I cannot guarantee I won't throw up in my helmet. Duly noted, Sentinel, do you think you can scatter those swarms? On it. Win chakrams! As the thrown projectiles pass under the swarms, they emit a small gale and scatter the flying insects. Their human cargo falls to the ground. The flustered swarm quickly retreats underground. That was easier than I thought it would be. Have you learned nothing? What in the world is that? It looks like a, a honeycomb with insect-like limbs. Oh, do you think it might have wings? Oh, if my nightmare is to be believed, it definitely does! Ew, that is just too many eyes. Where is my queen? Why have you stolen her? Queen? We haven't done anything to your queen! You lie! Hoplite, look out! Aided by an unexpected gust of wind, Gwen dives out of the way while her compatriots prepare to fight. Where do we think this thing came from? Are we certain that this isn't Jay's new best friend at work? Harold has been focused on his Sister! I don't think he has uh, the raw materials to even make monsters anymore. Sentinel, let's knock this thing back down the hole. Sounds like a plan. Huh. 
the black and pink guardians rush towards the monster, only to have their progress stopped. The creature stomps one of its feet, causing the ground in front of the heroes to crack and fall away. You will not keep me from my queen. The two of you will make a lovely snack for her. Ben, Gwen, and Jay can only watch as Scarlet and Hanuel are trapped in hardening amber-colored rock. Night, Sentinel! Can they breathe in there? Our suits are airtight, so it's safe to assume they have a few minutes of air at least. Paladin, hammer them out of there. Defender and I will hold off Hive Monster. On it! Flame Hammer! What do you think of uh, Hive Mick? Hive Mick? It's a hive that causes uh, seismic events. Benny turns from trying to free Scarlet and Hanuel to find that Gwen and Jay have been entombed. Gaia, can you teleport them away? Back at the bridge of the Enduring Enterprise, Pan Vahan and Gaia can only watch as the remaining teen hero battles the powerful monster. Open a portal below them. I'll find something to chisel them out. I can't. The monster's energy is making it impossible to lock in a portal. I can open one, but I'm not sure where they'll go. Can you send me there? You can't. Your body is still healing and your conduit is still not operating at optimal levels. I'm not going to let them die if there's anything I can do about it. Teleport me as close as you can. Pawn. That is not a request, Gaia. That's an order. The Red Guardian slams his flaming warhammer into the mystical creature. The fatigued hero struggles as the monster grips his fiery weapon. Gaia, I'm not the idea guy! How do I stop this thing or help my team? Don't worry, Paladin. Backup is on the way. Backup? When did we get backup? Running at full speed, Pan leaps at the two combatants and lands a powerful jump kick against the monster. Pan? Pulling back the sleeve of their bomber jacket, the blue-skinned alien reveals a sparkling silver conduit. Placing the ring on their right hand to the bracelet, a smile crosses their face. I am the Alpha, the wandering spirit of the unknown path. I am the Void Vanguard. Silver smoke pours from their conduit and covers their entire body. In a flash, the smoke seemingly solidifies and reveals a silver and black armored form. I might be a little rusty, but I think I can lend a hand. No scourge. A whip? An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Let's take this thing down and save our team. You will make a shiny bobble for my queen! Sorry, I'm bonded. Paladin, you're looking pretty beat. Do you have enough left for a combo? I can go as long as you can. Oblivion's embrace. Silver smoke spills from the pommel of the Void Vanguard's whip, 
As they begin to move towards their target, the thong of their weapon lengthens as they crack it. With a deft turn, the silver hero envelops the creature with their weapon. Volcanic smash! Pyre Paladin raises his flaming hammer above his head and leaps towards the contained monster. Before he can strike, the giant bipedal hive dissolves into a massive swarm of bees that pours down one of the many cracks in the ground. What the hell? I was ready to crush that thing! That was some awesome whip work, Vanguard. Vanguard, what's going on with your armor? It's dissolving. I... Uh, I don't know. Gaia! Portals! Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thunder Sword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teeth with Titans features the vocal talents of... I'm Bri Zachary and I play the Druidic Defender, Jay Terror. My name is Chris Van, and I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo. I'm Tim Loika, and I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo. I'm Keisha Wallace, and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon. Sup, I'm Allegra Rodriguez-Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts. I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice Erailed. I'm JJ Jensen, and I play Hera. I'm Michael Waldschlager II, and I play Harbinger. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota. Kyle Gould as Reginald Thaddeus III. I'm Jerry Kokich, and I play the Drowned Duke. I'm PJ Argento, and I voice Tirichmir. I'm Shane Patrick, and I play the narrator. <laughs>